Hello and welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker and today I am joined by my co-host Orlean. Orlean, how are you doing? I am so excited to talk about TV. <laughs> I love TV. TV is my best friend. TV is your best friend. Yes, I knew that this would be a good episode for someone like you. Uh, someone that's like always recommending TV shows and and you've also done other like TV podcasts before too. So uh yeah, that's a that's what today's episode is all about, folks that are listening. This is I don't know if I want to call this a horror bites yet, or if it's just like a special topics episode. We'll see what the title ends up being on Spotify. But uh yeah, this is a kind of a survey episode of sorts that we're doing on horror TV shows. Not necessarily deep dives into one specific show, but kind of a take this as like your uh, survey class, your horror TV shows 101 uh, that we're doing today. And as we are recording, this is my first re- recording since, was it April the last time we recorded or something like that? Something like that. It's so long ago, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It's It's been a while. Yeah, I, I needed a break. I hit a wall. Didn't know it was coming, but uh. It was a nice long break. It did a lot of things for, for my uh, for my noodle. Got to just focus on work. Work's been killing me, but just focusing on work. One of my honeymoon had a lot of fun. Um, I do want to plug some friends over at the Fright Crew podcast. Um, I went on there to talk about the movie Clue from 1985, one of my favorite oh. movies, and uh, that was a really fun episode. So everybody, go check that out. And by doing that. I have realized that Clue is an incredibly hard movie to podcast about. It, <laughs> it just is. I definitely want to cover it here on this show, but I think before we go f- like full on into it, like a full review, we need to dabble in some sort of like segment of it before. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a hard. Okay. It's a really tricky movie to talk about in a podcast form. I I, I can't explain it, but uh. But I had a really fun time over there with Jensen and Courtney. Uh, they are rad. So check out Fright Crew, especially the Clue episode. Uh, they were super cool. But um, And as we're recording, our episode on The Omen just came out. Uh, that was great episode. I got to say, I'm, I'm very proud of that episode. That was a good one. I have to yeah, toot our own horns good. about that. We sound really smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The smartest. And if people want more Omen content, we do have a kill grade on the Patreon that people go check out. Kill grade on the Omen. Because it but, has some of the weirdest kills in movie history. Especially for, I know we talked about it on there, but, but especially for a paranormal, supernatural, spooky religious movie, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They went for it. And I don't mean in like gross ways, just unique ways. Yeah, like it It was a spectacle. Like every yeah. kill. <laughs> <laughs> Kept you guessing. Um, but yeah, so that is up now. And uh, the formatting of the show is probably going to be like a two episodes a month kind of deal right now. Something like that with like mixtures of of uh, these uh, like survey special topics episodes like this with full on reviews. Uh, I just don't want to hit another wall again anytime soon. So I think that's what we're going to have to do to help, help, help my noodle uh, going forward. But while I was on my break... I didn't even watch a single, let alone horror movie. I didn't watch like any movies <gasps> at all. Oh my God. I I know. I just like couldn't because I knew if I did watch something, I would instantly be primed to how we could 
cook that into content, I would text you, oh, like, oh my God, we gotta oh watch no. this, blah, blah, blah. So like, you know, you can't turn it off all the time. Yeah. So I didn't watch any horror movies, uh, maybe like a couple like weird dramas. But something that I did get into during my break is that uh, I love Pluto TV. And on Pluto T- TV, there is a Adam's Family TV channel or Adam's oh. Family channel on there. So it is mm-hmm. airing the Adam's Family TV series from the 1960s on there 24-7. Oh. And that's been our kind of like go-to just like when we're just sitting down, just want to turn our brains off, background stuff. It's also on there on demand if people just want to go on Pluto TV. It's free. And I got to say... That show is such a delight and it really made me think about horror in terms of just like TV shows and like long form horror too and everything. And that I think you and I kind of started texting about TV shows a little bit and everything. I mentioned I was watching that, but um, that kind of led to this episode. Just like, let's just do kind of like a survey of Mm -hmm. horror TV shows that we like and everything. Orlean, I know that you... (laughs) Or like the horror TV queen. What's, I mean, I, I don't think we're ready to just like list a lot of shows that we watch, but uh, just just your history with like TV shows and horror and like how, how you finagled that. Yeah, I actually thought back to like foundational horror TV shows. Like where did this start? And well, one, I'll tell a short anecdote of how I almost avoided becoming a horror fan, which is in fourth grade, my mom let me watch an episode of the X-Files that was airing like on a Friday. So she didn't know what was going to be in it. This was her key mistake. (laughs) She didn't know what was going to be in it. And I love the X-Files and most of the episodes would be fairly kid friendly. Maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's ghosts. No, no. That Friday, it was the woman hunting serial killer that injected things into women's eyes and then left them on the side of the road. Oh, and I was like, God. never again. It's like, it was like, <laughs> and this week on X-Files, it's going to be Criminal Minds. That's literally, and like for years, I was like, I don't like the X-Files. I won't get into it. Finally watched it one day and was like, this is amazing. Still don't watch that episode though, because I hate it. And it's not what I go to the X-Files for. Speaking of kind of like comfier horror in a way. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a vibe. And then the other one I thought of that I weirdly got into was the Dead Zone. Did you ever watch that? It was on USA like 20 years ago. No, but is this like another like is this like an anthology sort of thing like Twilight Zone or is it just different? No. So this is based on a Stephen King book or story. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. This guy who, as a kid, falls through ice, almost dies, and develops, like, precognition, I think it is. Right, right. Yeah. I know the movie adaptation of this with Christopher Walken in it. I've seen that. The show is completely different vibes. The ice is gonna break! Yeah, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Could not be more different. Like... (laughs) <laughs> the the show is the guy from the breakfast club like the little blonde guy the wrestler like okay anthony stewart or no michael anthony hall 
you know the combination of names i'll hit on it eventually (laughs) okay but like he has drama about like his high school crush who he's still in love with and she's like in a bad relationship so it's very much like a drama horror (laughs) it it is anthony michael hall by the way yeah okay yes okay and i think he starts like solving crimes okay I, i honestly can't remember but i just it had enough weird and it wasn't like gory. It was like mysterious horror. Like, why can he do this? What else can he do? What if he tells people? Like, how can he help people with this thing? Oh, um, interesting. I love it because if you say that premise, it's like, was this a Disney show or a USA show? You know, like you can't tell. I mean, that's kind of my favorite kind of like procedural comfy horror Mm-hmm. If I had like something that's like a weekly, but there's some drama and there's some character development and then they bring in like a ghost. Right, right. <laughs> it was like that. But for some reason, that show, like I watched years of it. And I, I don't know. Well, we're going to have to like dig that up and see if like maybe there's any like key episodes or at least like the pilot or something it holds up i don't know i honestly haven't seen it since i've never seen anyone talk about it Did, is this a fever dream orlene is this it's a- definitely a show <laughs> <laughs> i so vividly remember it that's why i know <laughs> so before so so thank you for, for setting the stage for like you know your what kind of got you into it? Mm-hmm. And I agree. I love the comfy sort of horror thing. When I think of things like that, I definitely think of like the the 90s, uh, like Sabrina, the Teenage Witch sort of thing, which is also a yeah. channel on Pluto. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it's like things for me. So like, I guess like here, this is a good segue into like one of the first questions I had for us just about mm-hmm. how we feel about long form horror like as a theory, as a thought. Um, and I'm not for like long form horror. I, I like, I much more prefer the kind of anthology sort of side of things. Um, cause I'm very much of a person, like, all right, tell me your story as cons- like, tell me your story. Like, that's why I like movies. Tell, tell me your story, like 90 to hundred minutes, you know, like I don't need, <laughs> six seasons and knowing who did what and whatnot and then like some episodes follow different plot lines and everything it's like too it's too much of a web for me uh so i'm just like just 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 tell me the story and i don't need to know how like all these tertiary characters feel about one another you know so but that doesn't mean i don't like some some like the serial episodic stuff too that do Mm -hmm. like carry on these plots but i do notice i do gravitate more towards like the bottle type episodes or like the episodes where it's like very anth- anthology driven, where it's just like mm-hmm. one episode is not related to the other or one season isn't related to the next season. So, so w- mm. what about you? How, how do you feel about like long form horror? So I like it all. I have a mix of all the types of shows you've mentioned on my list because I agree with you. I think I think anthology horror works so well. And in fact, one of my all-time favorite early horror books is Ray Bradbury's Illustrated Man. And if you're not familiar, it's uh, a man who is covered in tattoos. And at night, the tattoos come alive. And each of those is a short story in the collection. 
That's amazing. Right? It's That's so, so creative. Good. It's so creative. I love it. And some of the stories are horrifying and some of them are sci-fi and some of them are just weird. But I I agree. I think it can be done really well. I think some shows, like maybe <laughs> Scream, <laughs> didn't Ooh, We're going to talk it, about that. We're going to get there. <laughs> didn't do it as well as some others. Like one show I want to name check is Paranormal, which is an Egyptian anthology show on oh, yeah. Netflix. And I don't think you finished it, but every episode is really like beautiful and interesting and eerie. Really good. I can't find the source material because I don't think it's been translated into English, so I can't read the stories, but I really want to because it's, from what I understand, it's kind of like Egyptian, like pulpy horror, but it's very like melancholy. Oh. I don't know how to describe it, but if you don't remember it, like go back and watch it. Paranormal. It's really good. Okay. That's interesting. Is it, is it? Like like can, like a full like series like each episode is related to the other or is it anthology like yeah so it's each episode is related to each other by like our core character but we're going down different like story paths oh cool yo if that makes sense it's a little bit like never ending story ish where like someone is telling a story sometimes it's something our character is experiencing sometimes it's more like dream like. Mm. But yeah, I like that. I think it it can be done really well. Like, you know, we both love the Flanniverse. Yes. Which, I mean, Midnight Mass, Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, and then more are coming out this year. I think there's The Fall of the House of Usher is coming soon. Something else. But I'll also say long-form horror. I love things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, some of the best horror TV ever. Supernatural, The Vampire Diaries, like things that kept horror going through the entire run. I will also shout out one of the best horror TV shows of all time, Pretty Little Liars. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that is that is definitely is horror. horror. Yeah. Stalking, murder, there's like conspiracies, somebody gets hit by a car, like they do not hold back. So there's gets a, hit by a car, it's great. There's an asylum that becomes like a major location because some of the characters end up going to the asylum as patients because like the horror of everything like drives them insane. Of course. It's so good. I'll say the biggest downside to all those shows, and I think Buffy dealt with it the best, is that you can't do eight seasons of trauma. Right. Like, you can have horror trauma for so long before you have to start being like, these people are battered. <laughs> yeah. And you also kind of need a reason to keep coming back. And trauma is not a reason to keep yes. coming back each week. Exactly. And like Supernatural kind of deals with that at some points where they're like, is this really what you want to be doing? Or do you not know how to stop? Or, you know, like, are you obsessed with doing this so you don't have to go like live a life? Right. And okay. I think that can be an interesting angle. But yeah, you can't watch people suffer for 15 seasons. It's too much. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, again, you listed off a lot of shows that I definitely like want to dabble into yeah. and get into <laughs> and everything. Because 
Like I've heard nothing but great things about Buffy. I have not seen Buffy before. My, oh my god, Buffy is the best. And I know that, like there's a lot of tropes it gets into, and I feel like there's all also like other like I feel like it also spawned some stuff that like other like I've seen adapted in other things I just didn't know it or referenced back to. Oh yeah, and like the the dialogue, for example, is a whole the dialogue in Buffy is like a whole era. <laughs> okay. Did that show run through the 80s or that started in the 90s or early 2000s? Started in the 90s. Okay. Started in the 90s. Because I, another foundational horror moment, where are the parents? I caught part of Buffy as it was airing on the WB, revealing my age here. I I remember the WB, yeah. (laughs) Well, Buffy was on the WB at first. And... I caught like a series or a, a season finale and then was hooked and was like, I have to know what this show is. That's amazing. Is that like the best? And it's also like, it's, it's such like a time capsule too of like pre streamings yeah. that you get, you, you like find this episode in the wild. You're like, what the fuck was that? How can I get more of it? Right. You know? What is this show? Like, I know that never happens anymore. We all start from episode one. Like we never find ourselves at like, Shit, I caught the end of episode three. What is this? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it really, I know. Then eventually I went back because that was the other thing. You couldn't, there was nowhere to go to see the show. Like I just saw that. That was a finale. I waited all summer for the show to start again so I could like start watching it. Mm -hmm. And then years later was able to like go back and see the pilot. Oh wow, that's crazy! And it's also <laughs> you kind of like rented this thing because like if you really don't know, it's like wait, is is this like the network at Arizona? Did it just get syndicated? I just watched a rerun that like some other network <laughs> is playing, but no new episodes will ever show up here for a while. Like you know, yeah, uh, I've run into stuff like that back when I was a kid. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. I'll, so <laughs> getting back to things a little bit, like you know, we talk about like long form horror and everything, mm-hmm. and. We've already touched on a lot of things, but one of the one of the things I do find really fascinating about long form horror and like horror TV shows is that much like how in our movie reviews we talk about what subgenres they fall into, there's all sorts of different like what I would call like TV subgenres or like niches of TV that they that mm, these things fall mm-hmm. into, and it's not like slasher or paranormal or monster. It's things like we've talked about where like it's a show that it's a series where it's a continuous plot line there's multiple plot lines and we're watching it for se- for like multiple seasons like every, mm-hmm. like the, the continuation go on like the MTV Scream series or the Walking Dead or Supernatural but then you also get things that are more like we've talked about already anthology but uh there's also there's also like variations of that where it's like it's a whole the season itself is in a vacuum like American Horror Story or The Haunting of uh, Blind Manor or Haunting of Hill House. And then Ooh, you- or Castle Rock, which I also want to talk about. Oh, okay. I definitely want to circle back to that because I did not know that was an anthology, actually. And then... Okay. Uh, but then you also have things like The Twilight Zone, Creep Show, Black Mirror, mm-hmm. Channel Zero that are... It's anthology, but it's episodic. The episodes themselves are in a vacuum. And then you also have things that are like reality TV, like the paranormal ghost hunting shows. Stop. No. no. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. It's in, it's in there. And I will discuss this because I have 
<laughs> I have reviews. I mean, opinions. of course I've seen them. Of course. I'm alive. <laughs> and then you also have like the Dark You series stuff. Like like uh, like on Shudder, there's all sorts of like these really great docuseries, like the 101 mm. Greatest Horror Moments or Eli Roth's History of Horror. Uh, and I feel like also like Discovery Channel or History Channel kind of like delves into this like when they have like the like the unsolved mysteries and it's just like episodes of people hunting like Bigfoot or like a cryptid or something like that. It definitely feels like that falls yeah. into like the horror wheelhouse too. Oh yeah. I mean like the mystery of Oak Island. That's horror. That's yeah. like horror lore. That's mythology. Yeah, for sure. And within all of those, there are like it gets into like the nitty gritty subgenres of like slashers, monsters, ghosts, whatever. But um is there anything else you feel like that's missing from that list? So what we haven't talked about are horror comedies near and dear to my heart. So what we do in the shadows, which is both comedy and long form. It is. Yeah. No, what we do in the shadows is fantastic. That is a show I do watch. Yeah. So a similar one to that, that unfortunately, like I don't think is continuing and only got two seasons is Los Espookies. I don't know if you saw that it was on HBO and it's kind of like, party down but they make like a fake ghost hunting like event company and they'll like come to your house and pretend to be ghosts for your parties and seances and it's in in seances yeah it's it was really funny i i liked it i don't think it got enough attention oh that's great but but, but yeah, with something like as spookies. But something like that would fall into <laughs> kind of like the like the serial form, like like the continuous story. It's just like getting even deeper into the pyramid. Like it's a continuous story that's a sitcom or a comedy. Okay. Yeah. That, hmm, okay. I mean, I'm trying to think. There are definitely like really interesting things, but I don't think anybody is really I can't think of any show that like wasn't an anthology for two seasons and then became one you know oh yeah that would be interesting that would be really interesting i I feel like that like stuff like super uh, natural and even like smallville sometimes becomes like a monster of the week sort of thing where like you have like your your vacuum episodes those are the procedurals so another show that i loved like that grim did you see that no i didn't but i oh my god (laughs) I'm horrible with TV. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm so bad. It was mainstream. It was on like NBC 8 p.m. for years. But that was really, it's not the best show, but it was good. And it explored a lot of lore in a different way where like he is a grim brother's descendant who's actually like a monster hunter. Mm. And he has to learn about how to identify all the different types of monsters but they now know that they can identify him as a grim and they know to be like afraid of, of like grims. Anyway, it went for years. That's pretty cool. Honestly, that sounds interesting. (laughs) I have so much horror TV to share with you. You're just bursting at the seams. (laughs) I think maybe the only thing that's missing from those, from this list. And I think it's because it doesn't exist is a horror. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does exist. I was going to say horror game show. There is okay. It's more reality TV than it is a game show. It's the the Baudelaire's uh, 
Dr- fuck what's it called like the Baudelaire's Dracula drag show that's on Shudder oh it's, I say reality that's more reality TV yeah but yeah I don't think that there is a horror game show and now I'm thinking about there needs to be a like Legends of the Hidden Temple type of horror game show or something oh my god it, but also Jeopardy <laughs> Like it's Jeopardy, but there are trapdoors. Oh my god! It's <laughs> right. It's American Ninja Warrior crossed with just Jeopardy. This is horror trivia. Okay. Yes, and instead of water, the floor is lava, <laughs> which is also a show. It's a tri. Yes. Mix. It's a tri mix. I don't know what that is. Nailed it. <laughs> there is an interesting show, and sorry if you're trying to go in a different direction. That. I don't know if it like totally changed the format because I didn't finish it and people are going to like hate on me for that. Dark, the German show that is like twisty and weird. I've heard nothing but good things about that. Right. Okay. So I started watching it and I'll be honest, like I lost the thread because it is twisty and weird. And like, is it time travel or their alternate dimension? I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it is twisty and mysterious. And I don't actually know if they mess with the format, but they might. Ooh, interesting. And that's also one that that's a foreign show too, because I don't think it's in it's all in German, yeah, right? It's, it's German, yeah. Ooh. I've heard from a lot of people that show is like phenomenal. It's from what I watched, it's really good. I don't think I was paying enough attention to keep going. I think it's one that you really have to be tracking, like, wait, what happened to that person? Where did they go? Gotcha. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and sorry to, to pivot. <laughs> let's we'll go ahead and kind of like start discussing the shows we'll kind of like go back and forth a little bit i wanted to okay start off with the show that inspired me to like think of this episode which is the adams family tv show and i don't know if you ever watched this orlean it's fantastic and it, it was on nick at night but i really preferred bewitched Ooh, okay so this this movie or this movie wow this show sorry <laughs> see that's just how how much I'm just uh, anyways <laughs> the show aired from 1964 to 1965 two seasons 64 episodes in two seasons oh my god right and then I also think they Ew. did like m- several years later like 13 years later they did a uh, like like a special like like mini movie thing you know for TV uh, I don't know if the cast came back for it but I did see that on the filmography for this on the Wikipedia page but the Adams Family TV show is, I recommend everybody to check it out because, again, it's free on Pluto. Honestly, it's, I've seen like the 90s Adams Family movies and I've seen, of course, Wednesday. This is my mm-hmm. favorite depiction of Gomez and Morticia. Oh. In this show, they are played by Carolyn Jones, plays Morticia, and she, like just iconic. She is so fucking good in this. And, John Aston is Gomez. Oh yeah. Which is uh fuck the dude from Lord of the Rings. Sam. Sean. Sean Aston's yeah, sh- yeah, dad. Sean Aston's dad. Yes. Which is like crazy huh. to me. And this is the TV. So like, I know like the we talked about the history of this a little bit on our Wednesday episode. But this you know, it started as a cartoon, but or you know, like cartoon like newspapers mm-hmm. illustrations, but 
the TV shows where people actually like where the characters got their names. Like they didn't have any names besides the Adams family. Like oh. Gomez, Morticia, Wednesday, Pugsley, Thing, It, uh, Cousin It. They all got their names in the TV show. And also, of course, the iconic theme song that we know came from the TV show. And it's really funny because when you watch it with the knowledge of like the 90s movies, you go, oh, this is where like they got all these plot lines that they put into the movies. Like they just took them like there are a few ep- like is like they adapted like three or four episodes from the TV show. It just made them into movies for in the 90s. Oh. So it's like really cool to go back and see that. It's very fun. Almost every episode, just the the set of that their their house is fantastic. Like it looked like such a fun thing to just be a set designer for and just like make up. And it's also like kind of progressive, like in, in a weird way. And it's funny because the show, like the Adams family, the way that they wrote them was to be the exact opposite of like the the what they would say like is like the average normal american family mm-hmm. in terms of also like ideals and it's really like <laughs> kind of messed up but funny too because it's like oh so like because like the adams family they're very progressive and like inclusive and like they don't like mm-hmm. judge people or anything and they're also just like you know they're they're very like environmentally conscious and things like that and they're very much just like oh like what did like this creature ever do to you like they're like very nice people (laughs) or these are like nice creatures like why would you ever want to like harm them or whatever Mm -hmm. or like the schools are teaching our kids to hate x y and z and it's like no like you need to like give them a chance and things like that so it's so funny that that's like that's like what they think is like the opposite of like what what most households are like and everything it's just them being inclusive but like very tight knit and everything. So it, it's also just a great show to have on and just like turn your brain off and just, just, just watch <laughs> Morticia and Gomez just, just, just like kind of fawn, fawn all over each other, like throughout the whole episode. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> That's fun. I, it sounds kind of similar to Bewitched. I wonder if they were going for a similar vibe because sometimes in Bewitched episodes, they, kind of talk about having like a witch in the family as this like distasteful thing if people found out and it's almost like a metaphor for some other thing yeah <laughs> so they talk a lot about tolerance and like you know not judging and um bewitched i i feel weird saying like everyone would say bewitched isn't horror but like isn't it it's about a witch yeah. marrying a mortal and like having to figure it out it's just cozy horror which i love Mm -hmm. and that's exactly how i would describe the adams family it's very cozy it's cozy horror and it's also like pretty funny too some of the jokes still land and even if you're not laughing you're kind of just like this is just like great just to just watch this and everything and something i found really funny was that carolyn jones plays morticia she also plays morticia's sister ophelia and which I didn't oh. even know she had a sister from the movie. I didn't either. But yeah, she has a sister named Ophelia, who is the exact opposite. Like Morticia's all black and everything, and Ophelia's very mm-hmm. white and like the exact opposite color palette and energy. And it's really funny because like they do all these flashbacks and like Ophelia and Gomez were supposed like were like the arranged marriage, but Gomez just like fell mm-hmm. for Morticia and everything. But uh, I don't know. It's just like it's just kind of funny. Like, oh, I never knew that that was the in the original design for was for that. That's fun. She sounds 
Ophelia sounds like Marilyn from the Munsters, the quote unquote like normal cousin. Mm. Yeah. Who like is always like, I don't know why I'm just so weird. And they're like, we don't know either, honey. <laughs> She's like blonde and gorgeous and like wears pink. And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know what happened to you either. <laughs> it's very funny. But uh, I'll go ahead and, and throw it over to you. Uh, what, what's a TV show that you like to talk about? All right. So there's so many to choose from. I'm going to start just because I mentioned it recently. Castle Rock. And I can't believe I'm about to rep a second Stephen King based show when I still haven't read any of his books and like have no interest. But (laughs) in fact, I remember seeing previews for Castle Rock and I was like, this looks cool, but I haven't read any Stephen King books. so I'm probably not going to get it. And so I didn't watch it for a long time. But Hulu kept recommending it. And it's cool. Like the first season is good. The second season is tremendous. Okay. So 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 sell me on it. What what kind of where like what kind of uh where, where, like kind of category of TV show does this fall okay. under? So imagine there is a town in Maine, Derry, Maine, where all the characters from Stephen King's books actually live. And so all the things that happened in his books happen in this town. But we actually live in the town. So we get to see like who knows who and like how people deal with things. And we get to see actually like flashbacks and flash forwards and flash sideways. And like it like fills out this world that like I'm not familiar with. But I liked it. The first one, someone is screaming that is based on some Stephen King story about like, I don't a prison. I don't know. It was good. It was compelling. The is it was it the Green Mile? Is that the one I'm thinking of? No, because it's our main character is like the warden and his wife. So we get like that perspective and there's like a guy in the jail who like doesn't talk and they're they call him a demon and we're like, "But is he a demon or are you evil because you seem evil?" But then the second season, which is the one I would have you watch, is a take on is it misery? Yeah, the the one with the author gets like stranded at this person's house and she keeps like <laughs> breaks his legs to keep him there. No. That but she's playing the same character, right? Like I am I now I'm forgetting, but like I swear the second season was like Oh, maybe it was everything up to misery. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah. So she plays okay. Annie Wilkes as a like a young, like we see young and then teen and then oh. her having a kid. And Lizzie Kaplan, I mean, she should have won all the awards. She's so scary as Annie Wilkes. She's so fucking scary. But that is it's so good. But it's cool how you said like you've never like picked up a Stephen King book or anything. So, but this is kind of a cool voyeur though to be like introduced to like this world of his through this kind of perspective though. Just see them all together like that. That is that is kind of unique though, and a cool voyeuristic way to be like, oh, here's an introduction to Stephen King's universe. It's messed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very messed up. There's like this big haunted house that's really cool, but also like it's connected to this construction site and who knows what's under that and like different people maybe possessed. It's a crazy place. 
but solid. You you might have said this already, so my apologies if I missed this note. But is it like each season is an anthology to itself, or like is it like episode? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a season. Each season. Okay. So like we got a whole season of like what happened before misery. That's it was kind of cool. So so like, I love that how like misery is now like the fourth act to 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 this show. That's like a fun way. It's like a rogue yeah. wanting it. Yes, exactly. It was really solid. Like you really see how a person can just like break mentally and like <laughs> get twisted. Really well done. That's super cool. And isn't Derry the name of the town from it? Mm-hmm. Mm. But I think it's the name from multiple stories that is used. So they took oh. it as like, it's about this one town. Imagine that they're all in the same place. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. All right. Yeah. I I feel like I've heard good things about Castle Rock outside of this conversation. So <laughs> I just canceled my Hulu subscription, but I will eventually get to it. I mean, that's okay. I would prioritize other things first. Oh, okay. Well, I guess just now balancing to something that is controversial to you, which oh. is why I'm breaking it up, is the MTV Scream series. No, it's it's so funny because you have if folks don't know Orlean has <laughs> has done a whole season of this over on the rewatch re- or no it's called the is it the recap rewatch the rewatch recap yeah yeah Dustin's show I, I'm an expert I'm an expert in the show and I say it's trash <laughs> so so the MTV Scream series this is so funny so I went onto Instagram and Twitter and just kind of like asked generally for people's opinions on this. And on Instagram, I had <laughs> six responses. All were positive, except for Orleans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, just a shout out to people. Uh, Katie of the Haunted uh, Outfit said she loves it. And she also messaged me saying that she's doing a current rewatch of it right now. Oh my god! Uh, I had a lot of people. Had some people saying, "I miss it. It's my life. It's fun. I loved it. Quite enjoyed. It. <laughs> Did not see season three. Uh, surprisingly good. Definitely a fun watch." And then on Twitter, Twitter was a little bit more contrarian. Jackie's defrosted ear. Uh, Alex, uh, writer over at HorrorPress.com, by the way, he said that uh, the show had potential but bogged down in melodrama, and because it was a TV series, you only got a good slasher moment every handful of episodes also that new non ghost face mask and storyline should have been left in the garbage can emoji oh yeah one of my many complaints like why did you call it scream and then invent a totally different scream mask and character and mythology uh i totally agree with that i mean like the mask i don't have too much issue with but it's weird that there's it's like a completely different universe that's like totally outside of like Woodsboro doesn't exist. Those mm-hmm. characters don't exist. It's like, why not just call this uh, like ugly little liars? I don't know. But like, just right. Yeah. This could be the next town over. I'm mystified by that choice. Yeah. Uh, don't it is just it's just ass grabby. Then the uh, just a shout out to other people. Kendall of uh, Terra Nova podcast. Uh, he said he liked season one, did not enjoy season two, and allegedly podcast. The premise of the TV show is pretty good. This would probably make for a great movie, which I now just got. That's a really funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, thanks to everybody that replied on Twitter, Instagram at Brooker Horror. But I liked this show. I mean, I I understand it's really bad writing. Like it's horrible dialogue is in it. The writing is the worst part. The writing is the worst part, I think. The writing is the worst part. I like the characters. Like honestly, the take, like the Randy character, Noah, I think he's a better mm-hmm. Randy than Randy was. I I think I really liked Noah. They're different. I I like Noah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they are different, but I've I found Noah way more enjoyable. It's probably because he wasn't this butthurt dude that was claiming to have blue balls over Sydney the whole time. So I mean, Randy was also a little psychotic. Yeah, he was. Like psychotic energy. Definitely. And Randy would also I could 100% see him starting a podcast called The Morgue. But mm-hmm. I like that show. I like caught it on I think it was on Netflix. And I caught I just like randomly one night just like put it on just because I was just like jonesing for something. And I liked the whodunit aspect the most. And I think like that was the most fun thing of like a long form like mystery. Like I think that's like really cool and interesting. And but the whole time I was just like, but why do I have to be stuck in high school for this? Like, why didn't they set this in college or something like young adults? Uh, I think or just make it a little smarter. Like the parents are not around. It's not like that's an obstacle. They just like get in their own way. They're not around. And they made them so because so I rewatched this yesterday in preparation. Useless. All the adults are useless in this town. And they're useless and but also like they they do that thing that writers do where like they it's high schoolers but they're writing them as if they're adults and yes and it's like i was very like skeeved out by a lot of like the there's so many like promiscuous like sexual things in this and it's just like (laughs) nobody in high school is that fucking cool you know like nobody (laughs) like they're not also you're looking at this like I know this actress is above the age of 18, but she's in lingerie and she's supposed to be like 16. And so it's weird. Yeah, it's like uh, she's still thinking about what her GPA is going to look like at the end of this, you know, so it's (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 scuzzy. It makes me feel not okay. And not in the right way, not in the good horror way. No, in like the no, uh, in the no, in the Dateline. <laughs> what you go have a seat kind of way, you know. So, yeah. But I enjoyed season one. I still enjoyed season two. Season three was abominable. Um, was atrocious. It's so bad. But um, yeah. Anyways, Scream TV series. It has. I complain about it, but I still like it. I still enjoy it. Noah's Noah's okay, my favorite Randy. But it's like how. If you've never had pizza, frozen pizza is great. I mean, I still like frozen pizza, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, frozen pizza is very edible. So, but when you have fresh pizza, you're like, oh, my God, it can be like this. That's my thought about Scream, the TV show. I, t- I, I, I totally get that. And it's funny. I listened <laughs> to this. It was like a rewatch podcast. This was like years before I even like met you and Dustin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this it's just called like Screamcast, but it was really funny because like his co-host, they did the whole series and his co-host had never actually seen the movies. So then, then they went back and rewatched oh, the movies. No. And she was like, oh, so that's like where they got this, then the other thing or whatever. So it was that the was the movie is 
a million billion times better than the show. There should be no relationship between these two pieces of media. Right. Yeah. Anyways, so that's the Scream TV series <laughs> in a nutshell for me. I'm going to I'm going to uh kick it back to you, Orlean. All right. I'm going to throw out something niche if I haven't already done that. Uh with the devs. Oh, okay. Did you see that? No, I have not so, seen it. So I always forget his name. But it is from Alex Garland, who also did Ex Machina and Men. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Annihilation, yeah, and Annihilation. That's a good one. So yeah, Devs. I remember watch. It was just it's a it's a mini series. It was only like a, a set of episodes, and that's it. I love when they have the restraint to do that, by the way. Few creators will actually exercise the restraint, but they did. They had an A to Z story and they ended it. Love it. But anyway, it's basically, I I loved the trailer because it would show all these like, it's like a Google type company with this like very mysterious founder who is now experimenting with like AI and consciousness and like, he has this secret project that he's been hiring people for. And you start to see like they don't even work for the main like Google company anymore. He starts to like peel people away for the secret project in this weird like building that has computers that aren't networked to anywhere else. This sounds like a audio drama I've listened to. Go on. And basically this woman's boyfriend gets hired into it and he ends up dying mysteriously. Mm. And she decides to like get into this project and start investigating. Like, what are they even doing over there? And it's like highly locked down, highly mysterious. She works her way in. We find out more about this mysterious founder, who, by the way, is Nick Offerman, if I need to sell people on this show, playing a serious weird role, which I love. (laughs) He's really good at it. He could be a very scary cult leader. Yeah. And it's just it's. I, how many episodes? Eight episodes total. Okay. Oh. And it's just trippy and weird and different, and I haven't seen anything quite like it. But I love, I love evil, weird tech companies doing like <laughs> experimental things. Oh, that that's that's really cool. So it, it's just like it in a vacuum. That, that's that's a really cool premise. Mm-hmm. Well, what could you watch that on? Was that on Hulu or? I think it was on FX originally. So you can probably watch it on Hulu because they're yeah. like connected. But yeah, it's a it's got an FX vibe, if that helps explain. Love that. So yeah, but that does it kind of like also dabble into like the, the workplace horror setting? No, it oh, doesn't it really doesn't. get into that. No. It's much more into the mystery. Like even in the trailer, one of the like big sound clips they use is like, what is devs? Because devs is the name of the secret project. Oh, I definitely thought that was like not about I thought job title. I think that was one of the fake outs. I think they call it devs. It's about a tech company. But then the secret project is called devs and it's not short for development. Oh, whoa. See, this would be like a fascinating like secret project where it's like like the devs are like gods or something and because it, it feels like programming 
a species or whatever. I mean, we'll have to check it out or at least watch the like initial the pilot and see what you think because it's I, I never see people talk about it. It's not perfect, but like it really hits that weird unsettling like it gets a little bit into like what is reality. Mhm. And you're like, well, this company can't manipulate reality. And it's like, no, but what can they do? Okay. It's, I don't know how to explain it. Again, it's like nothing I've ever seen. All right. That's, I definitely need to add that to the list. Super cool. Okay. I like that a lot. And because I, so I mentioned that that reminded me, it sounds a lot like this audio drama series. Oh, I think it's called like Dark Diaries, Dark Something, but okay, it's kind of this. I know this isn't a TV show, but it is long form horror. That's okay. It is. Yeah. It's. I think that you would actually dig this. I actually had to stop listening because it gave me anxiety. It, that's oh on, my god, that's on me though because I would listen like late at night when I'm working at the lab by myself in labs <laughs> in the middle of the night when you're there alone are terrifying. Just so people know, but. It, and, you know, audio drama, so, like, they, they get that sound so good, and, like, you know, it's very, like, you know, stuff's on this. Anyways, uh, it, it was, like, this company, and this woman was being, she got, like, hired for this job or something, but it was, like, a secret. She couldn't tell, like, what she was working on, and it was mm-hmm. very, like, like an evil corporation or whatever, but oh. and they were doing, like, these experiments. And so, like, every episode is, like, a new body. So, like, she had to go down to the lab and she's working with someone and she is secretly recording, like, tape recording all this stuff, which is, like, explains, like, the audio portion of it. So, it's kind of, like, done, like, the like the audio drama, like, found footage kind of vibe. Oh, cool. So, like, these dead bodies come in and, like, they just say, like, you know, they're able to, like, take out their eyes and, like, drain fluid. And they're able to, like, see, like, their last memories. Oh, my God. So each episode, it's, like, a little bit of plot about, like, what's going on with her and, like, the corporation. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very tense. But then it's, like, a vacuum episode of, like, this person's memories. And Ooh. and sh- over the course of episodes, and it leads up to, like, their, their death. And she's realizing that all of these people that are coming in, they're all connected somehow. Like they're all like in each other's memories or like they died like under similar circumstances. Very cool. I think it's called dark diaries or something like that. I have to to go check it. I have to see if I can find that again. But uh, I feel like that's something that you sounds good that you might dig. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Not TV show, but it is long form horror and it did work for that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> to get back to TV shows, I did want to mention a kids show that I liked. That I like. I love kids shows. I, yeah. I rediscovered this as an adult thanks to Disney Plus. It is a show called So Weird. Did you ever watch this? I love that show. Yes. Oh, oh my god, I watched all of it. I love it. It's, I I had my wife during the pandemic. My wife and I watched this like a lot. And she like got so into it with me. She like never watched it as a kid. She had no idea what this was. And for people oh. that haven't seen So Weird, this is a Disney Channel like original show from like the early like two thousands. And the best way to ex- describe it is that it's X Files but for kids. I think that's like yeah. the best way. And you're following this family 
whose parents are in a band and they're in a, it's a rock band it's a rock band they're in a bus and they're traveling the country and so like they're homeschooling in the bus and like each new town they go to there's like a monster of the week sort of thing it's perfect yeah oh my god and like the most ridiculous concept but it's it's great there's there's henry winkler is a producer of the show oh and wow. because it was always funny when we were, wa- we're you know, we'll watch it, we'll read the credits. It's like oh, every single episode you see Henry Winkler, executive producer. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. And there's an episode that he's in. They do this Halloween episode where they go to this town. It's, it's like very idyllic, like autumn, you know, a town that like, oh, this would be like a perfect place to spend like October, like Halloween at. And it's Halloween and like everybody's like, doing like the getting ready for the trick-or-treating and everything and it's like the town is cursed or something i kind of is a little fuzzy but like basically it does that whole thing of whatever you're dressed up for halloween that's like what you are on halloween or whatever oh that's a buffy episode too i love that shit yes so and henry winkler is in, is, is in this specific episode but uh it's there's some like actually some like pretty good episodes on here like when they do stuff with like aliens and ghosts and things like that it's i vividly remember a a will of the wisp episode like with the lights in the in the (laughs) fields yeah Yeah, though it's it's great yeah so so weird It, it is as it says very weird strange premise but um Again, if you're like wanting to get super nostalgic and like unlock something you probably forgot about, go on Disney Plus and watch So Weird. We should definitely do a couple episodes on that some here at some time. Okay. I actually pitched that show to Dustin, but he's never seen it. Oh my goodness. I know. I feel like he would be the person to have seen something like that. I told him like you gotta watch it, but Uh you gotta mention it too. Yes. All right. (laughs) Definitely will. Dustin. I, I said the name of your podcast backwards earlier, but you got to watch it. It's so weird. <laughs> Trust us. Yes. Okay. So I think, I don't think I've talked about this one in detail yet. And it is the opposite of what you just talked about. So normal. Han- <laughs> oh, that would be a fun show. Hannibal. Ooh. Which is a Hannibal Lecter alternate universe story and it is dark and it is scary and it is like gothic and it's basically like reset what you know from silence of the lambs like don't worry about it there's just this this guy he's a psychologist i think in the show named hannibal and he meets this guy named will who's like uh an fbi investigator i think it's been a long long time since i saw the pilot And essentially, they begin this cat and mouse game where this Hannibal character is a fucking serial killer who also, like, eats people in elaborate, like, dinners. And Will doesn't know. And he starts becoming, like, besties with Hannibal. And they start, like, working together. But there are these elaborate murders happening. And Hannibal starts fucking with Will, but only we know. And, oh, it's so good. Oh, that's... So 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 like you said, it's not like a prequel to anything in the movies. Like it's not related to the movies at all besides the character's name and like the idea. Right. I think they just took the concept and then were like, what if? That's honestly I haven't seen it, but that I think is like the smart thing to do for something like that. Like mm-hmm. that makes the most sense for 
a very like established character that people love. Just go, you know, we're going to wipe the cannon clean. Here's our vision of this. Yeah, I love it because it the vibe they went very they had a very specific feel they were going for. Like the the way they shoot scenes, the way murders are staged in the show, the way like we see different things um like on screen is all very specifically done. It's very like meticulous mm. in a way that like mirrors the Hannibal character. Love that. And like yeah, our main character starts to like lose his mind because he's like what's real? What can I trust? What's going on? And I think I actually don't know how many seasons it got because I think it got canceled, but then maybe Netflix picked it up or somebody else. Mm. But anyway, we should look into it because it's really like straight up horror, like psychological horror and murder. One of the one of our <laughs> the, the, blah, 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 somebody on Instagram did did reply saying, you know, like what TV shows do you like? And Alex again from uh, Horror Press, he said that uh, Hannibal is one of his favorites. He said Hannibal forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Oh wow! So yeah. So does it take place in present day? Out of curiosity. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's very much like we just drop into this thing that's happening out there somewhere. So the way that you were describing it, it almost sounds like the the show Dexter, but like if Dexter were like super evil. Yeah. I mean, I was actually a really big fan of Dexter, but I think Hannibal is has a more like claustrophobic feeling for us because like Hannibal's not our main. We're we're in the point of view of the person who is maybe being driven insane. Oh, so like flip the POV. Oh wow. Okay, so it's like if you're watching Dexter, but Dexter is just killing people, not just bad people, and but you're not in his POV, so like you like never know when there's danger. You're just the detective who's like, this guy's weird, but like he's helping to find murderers. It's very much like that vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to check it out. Love that. Uh, and by the way, Dexter, I that is one of the few dramas I have seen all the way through. I loved Dexter. The books are really good too. If people haven't read those, would Dexter be considered horror? I think a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so too. Especially the books, especially especially the books, because it, it, it it's similar in the show, but in the books, I feel like it's even more clear that like. He doesn't really want to be doing these things. Yes. He has this dark passenger, as he says, who's like dr- dr- directing mm-hmm. what's happening. Yes. Driving him. And even when he tries not to, like he feels the itch. Yes. God, that first book is so good. <laughs> the other ones are really good, too, because it's because the the show pretty much just took the first book and just ran with it. Mm-hmm. But like if you read like the others, it's completely different from the show. So it's like brand new Dexter stories to read if people just like need that itch. Oh, that's like True Blood. Oh. How like they took like the characters and the ideas and the show has no relationship to the books. It's funny how like they do that sometimes. I also like wonder if like being the author of the original source, if like that's like so fucking annoying. It's like, oh, you think you could have done it better? Okay. So (laughs) Or like I would just be pissed off because it's like people are now coming to my books wanting this like sexy sex softcore. And it's like that's not really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So 
and it's yeah i would be annoyed if i were an author and that happened i would be but annoyed. i will say in defense of like there's a lot of true blood fans out true blood the show fans out there mm-hmm. as its own thing like totally separate from the books okay i know my my father-in-law he loves all of those vampire shows like true blood vampire diaries he he just eats all that stuff up Oh my god, Vampire Diaries stand for life. That's I think the best vampire show ever. Is that the one Kevin Williamson did? Did he write that one? Or was it the other one? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I know he what, did one of what's those. What's the other one? What's the other one? The Vampire Diaries or True Blood. Oh, yeah. So then he did Vampire Diaries. Okay. Because it was also WBCW show. Dude, there was it's so funny because like there was actually like a glory days of horror at the CWWB with like Buffy, Supernatural, and Vampire Diaries were all kind of overlapping. Like I saw the pilot of Supernatural the night it aired. That's yeah. Like I I watched it not on purpose. <laughs> I went to my friend's dorm room to get ready and it was on and we were all like, "What is this?" And someone was like, "I think it's a scary show." <laughs> I think it's a scary show. Love it. And then we went out. But yeah, like they're all kind of, there was this like really great time of this kind of, I don't know how to describe it, like hot vampires. And like, yes, vampires are always hot, but there was really a time where like they were so hot. There was a time and place for it. Yeah. (laughs) Like they've been Uh, uglier. I wish I can, the thing about like with me, like, like, of all the different monsters, I'm just not super like invested or interested in vampires for some reason. Like, like, you know, they're fine. Great monsters and everything, but you know, Dracula is awesome, but I don't know. I'm like far more interested in like werewolves for whatever reason. Like, Oh, the vampire diaries has werewolves too. They have it all. You know, while, (laughs) while I was on my honeymoon, I, I had this thought, you know, it's never been done before. At least that, not that I'm aware of. Hmm. werewolves at the beach that's never been done before as far as far as i know and i i love the idea of somebody going out like to sea during the day and then like it takes a lot longer than they think so they wind up on this boat in the middle of the ocean (laughs) with a full moon and they just wolf out in the middle of the ocean and just kill all the passengers because they thought they would make it back to dock in time Oh, I thought you were going to go a different direction with like you make it back to shore too late and it's full of werewolves. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. There's definitely so, like one among us. Yeah. No, but the Vampire Diaries does have werewolves in the bayou. And I think it's actually a pretty cool metaphor for some like historically impoverished communities in Louisiana. Like I think they did a really interesting thing. But yeah, the werewolves in Vampire Diaries are some of my favorites. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay. Dude, it's so good. They do it all. They do witches and werewolves and possession and ghosts. And oh, it's great. Definitely will have to check out some of the werewolf episodes. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. I, I've seen it so many times. I can pick them out for you. <laughs> right. Uh, I think just pivoting back or just changing (laughs) uh something i've talked about a lot but one of my favorite horror shows ever one of my favorite horror things ever is the haunting of hill house the mike flanagan netflix show of course oh good 
it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a really great adaptation of the book as well. I was listening to a podcast about this. The podcast is called, uh, it's like After Buzz TV or whatever. But uh, I was listening to it because it was people talking about it. And like, like the the content was like great and everything. But something that was so frustrating is that none of the hosts, there was three or four of them, not a single one of them had ever read the book. So they kept like going, oh, I wonder how like so-and-so was like in the book. Or like, I wonder how like they did this in the book. It's just like, none of these people existed in the book. You know, but right. it's more like it it takes the concept of like this house and going insane yes. and like the psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying, like like the, the, the psychological horror of it, they just captured so well. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. I love all like the the Easter eggs, like the ghost in the background. It's so good. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a YouTube I was about to say couple twosome that I like called <laughs> Duo. the Pink Popcast. Duo, yes. <laughs> called the Pink Popcast. And they did like a background ghost watch. So they did commentary on like every episode of Hill House. And then they would try to like catch all the ones in the background. <laughs> oh, amazing. I love that. Yeah. I it, it's so good. It's very like emotionally driven as well. And it's just like a it's so sad. It is. And it's it's just like a masterclass in editing and like, just like framing stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful show and the score is so good. So I, I think about this show constantly. I really do. And the, the episode six, the night of two storms where we have that is the first 17 or t- to 20 minutes. It's all one take. I was geeking i was like screaming in my house i was geeking out so much like when when we watched that episode for the first time i was like they haven't cut yet they haven't cut i'm freaking <laughs> and like you're going through like multiple rooms and even different times and god but yeah the the, the, the flanagan universe as a whole it's very mm-hmm. good and it's funny because like you were talking about like stephen king earlier and like the, the castle rock with how like everything's kind of all together in dairy i almost wondered if he has like put Easter eggs to how all this stuff might be in the same universe because Ooh. midnight mass, which I love and it hits different being a Catholic because midnight mass is kind of a callback to his movie hush. Cause in the movie hush, um, Katie is not Siegel. So, or is it Siegel? Katie Siegel, right? I think that's her name. She, she she's she's in all of these shows like she, she's she's the one that plays a mm-hmm. theo she that's mike flanagan's wife she in hush she's the protagonist in that she is reading a book called midnight mass oh and hush was written by both of them and he directed that and everything and then he went on to do midnight mass um i don't think they i don't remember them really talking about the subject matter of that book it's just more just something that she wrote but um anyways yeah mike flanagan shows are just I love them all. The Midnight Club, I wasn't super keen on. Did, did you watch that? I did, but I didn't finish it. And I it's so funny because if you if I just told you about the Midnight Club, you'd be like, I'm in. Like I loved the trailer. I love all the things they had, but nothing grabbed me about it. Yeah, I Yeah. It's same. I I wasn't hooked. I didn't I didn't find it particularly scary, which like it's like a really weird comment, but like 
I don't know. I like his shows normally like spook me out pretty good, and I wasn't mm-hmm. getting any of that in this. And it, I don't know. It felt too too messy. I don't know. I feel like it it went too far to the sad side and didn't have equal like eeriness and horror and like because all of his shows are, are deeply sad and like full of feelings and emotion. But yeah, with Midnight Club, I never felt the deep emotion that like I felt with Midnight Mass, for example. Mm-hmm. I felt much deeper fear and anxiety watching Midnight Mass than anything in the Midnight Club. Right. And I almost wonder if that's like because they don't want to make it too scary because like it's kids. But then again, they're making it very sad with kids. So I don't know. It's very sad already. You might as well just go for like supernatural shit to make it better. Yeah. I'd rather be scared than sad. A (laughs) hundred percent. And if we're talking about like you don't want to make it too scary for teens, I have to end talking about Buffy. Okay. Because here's how much I like Buffy. I have listened to a full podcast, watch Buffy from the beginning. And now the last month I watched a YouTuber watch the first three seasons, every single episode of Buffy. I watched her watch three seasons of Buffy. That's how much I love. I will watch other people. I will listen to other people watch it. I enjoy it that much. That the the level of okay, and I, I know so so. <laughs> I I gotta watch this show because I know so many people that it's love it. It's So good. And, I mean, it's it's beyond love. It is a level of, and part of it I realized why as I was watching this woman watch it this last time around. So I was and watching I this woman anything. watch it. You sound like a stalker. <laughs> But I, I I know, I know, I know. Uh, yep, everybody who's rewatching Buffy, I'm behind you. I'm right there, just over your couch. So I realized part of why I love it so much, even now, is because everything you think the show is going to do, it doesn't. And I mean that in the wildest way, where, like, it will take a turn, and it makes sense thematically, but you're like, I never fucking saw that coming. And it does that to you, and you're like, oh, my God, it works, but, like, not this way, not this way. And it's like, yes, this way. Like, it's just – I don't know. It's so – it feels weird to say realistic about a show that has literal monsters, <laughs> but, like, it does the metaphor for, like – high school is hell for the high school years so well. I've never seen anything do it better. Oh, okay. I, I definitely want to, I definitely want to see that. Cause that also makes it interesting. Cause as we talk about like the whole like, high school thing, like they sometimes like write them to be like way too <laughs> adult. Uh, like the characters. I mean, these are teens. These are definite. Like, yeah, I, I think Sarah Michelle Geller was actually like 17 or 18 when she started. And like, it's very teenage. The dialogue is the most fun you will have on a show. Okay. I don't know how else. If you've seen anything Joss Whedon does, he has a particular manner of writing and speaking, and I love it. It's just, it's this dry humor. It's a lot of the sarcastic one-liners. It's just like hot takes before everybody was having hot takes everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But also it is... One of the like saddest shows, like I I have sobbed, sobbed over the show. Oh wow. 
it brings out things in you. And like people die on this show. And like you'd say that about every show, but no, like people die. Do you, do you remember when people died on TV shows and weren't brought back a That's season like later? People die and they're gone. Gone. You'll never see them again. Some characters, you're like, you killed them in season two and you went like eight seasons. And it's like, they're dead. Joss Whedon is heartless. Like, he will kill any character you love. But I like that. But it that. makes for such good storytelling. There's stakes. I like that. Yes, there are real stakes. Like, people can die in this universe. And they don't have spells to just bring everybody back. Yeah, or like time travel or whatever. Yeah, oh, that's great. Or in the Vampire Diaries, one of the things you eventually like want to rip out your hair over is they introduce the idea that vampire blood can heal you. Right. <laughs> and so at first, it's fine because you're like, oh, it makes sense in like dire situations. But then they start doing it for everything. And you're like, guys, you're all just vampires. You're all full of vampire blood. Golly. So I didn't like that. Whereas in Buffy, they never come across like a magic fixer thing. Never. So it's funny. So I'm getting Buffy from you. I know like Dustin has talked to me a lot about Buffy. And I see it like <laughs> on, online all the time. The last place I expected to get it is, do you know who Adam Savage is? He was like one of the co-hosts on Mythbusters. Yeah. He has a podcast I listen to. He's a huge fan of Buffy. And like he... Everybody with good taste likes Buffy. It's just true. And you introduce new people to Buffy and they love it. And they're like, I didn't think I would love this. Oh, man. That's the power of Buffy. Okay. So as we said, <laughs> we need you to like make like your Orlean super list of some Buffy episodes. And we yes, will... Some Buffy, some Supernatural. Because Supernatural does some really good bottle episodes that are just entertaining mm-hmm. that I think you'd like. Yeah. My, my wife is... I, I, she got really deep into super. She was a big fan of Supernatural. She got really deep into it, and I watched the first, maybe not the full first season, but like a large percentage of it. And then, like, like I said, I'm just terrible with shows. I just peter out at some point. Yeah, but I liked what I saw. It's really good. One thing that's hard about shows like Supernatural and Vampire Diaries and Pretty Little Liars is the time in which they were filmed was when they were grinding out like 25 episodes a year. I wish we would go back. And so, (laughs) okay, I like it, but you can identify some filler that we don't have with some more modern shows. I wish wish we would go back to that for like the comfort stuff that I like. Like, I feel like there's too many. Yeah. Like, like the serious stuff that's like you know mini series like that's fine but like stuff that's kind of comfort stuff like I kind of wish they would just be like hey let's just let's just do some let's, let's just do a little bit more I I agree with that like the Adams Family yeah, sixty four episodes in two seasons <laughs> that's so wild and it aired on ABC too I forgot to mention that wow I mean in fairness at the time it's it wasn't like now where there are three hundred other shows they're competing with it was kind of like. This is one of the big shows. Okay. You say that. The whole reason, competition. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a few other things, but, like, they say the, yeah. one of the main reasons why this show got canceled early is because the monsters came on, too, and they felt like there was too mm. much competition between, like, the weird monster family. So they both get axed. <laughs> so funny. There's just one other one. They're like, you, no. You can't have two weird families. <laughs> no, you can't. Get out America of here. isn't ready for two weird dads. No. 
Go, oh my God, he does this thing, which I don't recall from the 90s movies, is whenever Morticia says, speaks French, he like gets all horned up and he like stops what he's doing. He's like, Morticia, <laughs> I spoke French. And he just, he's kissing her arm and everything. It's great. I think in the 90s movie, he just does that by default. Yeah, right. Just anything she That's does. That's just his vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love the, <laughs> Tish, you spoke French. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I'll, one of the things I'll close us out on, I'm stuck between, oh God, uh, I, a quick shout out. Shudder has a lot of really great like documentary series. I've mentioned the mm-hmm. 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments of All Time. That mo- that one was great. But Eli Roth's History of Horror is a really, really excellent like survey of the genre uh, with all sorts of different actors and directors and writers on like celebrities on there to like talk about it. It's a really cool survey just about how like the time that certain movies came out and like what the genre was like and everything is really cool. I know like Eli Roth is kind of problematic according to like some stuff on the internet about him, but the guests he has on and all those people are like awesome. Like he has Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Todd, like a bunch of people wind up on there, but I will end on uh, (laughs) probably not, probably not the best thing on my list. Because I didn't get to talk about Scooby Doo, but we could do that later. <laughs> is I talked about how one of the niches of horror television is the reality TV, the ghost hunting shows, and yes. one from when I was a kid. I watched a bunch of these as a kid, scared myself to death. But one that I really liked that I rediscovered because it's on. Oh fuck! What is it on? What do we watch it on? Oh, it's on Discovery Plus. That's that's what we watch it on. Is Paranormal States? Don't know if you ever saw. I don't this. know that one. This one aired on A and E back in the day, like the early like two thousand eight. I think it was like when it started. Uh, it is here's the premise of the show. It is a ghost hunting show. Like in the episodes, are like twenty one minutes, which is like perfect. You know, you know, I don't, Tight. I don't need the fucking Zach Bagel Bites, whatever his name is doing like he has like 15 minutes of content but then 45 minutes of goddamn reenactments or like a cut to a doll mm-hmm. shaking or whatever <laughs> this show does not do reenactments which i love it is the premise of the show is that this guy named ryan he started a paranormal uh, like research group at penn state where he went to college and it just became a TV show eventually. And like, they get all these cases and like they go and do them. But one of my favorite things is, is that they have these psychic mediums come And I don't know if you know who chip coffee is. No. Oh my God. Be ready to meet like your next favorite person. Um, okay. <laughs> he is, uh, he's like a psychic medium and he is, is uh, like middle in the show. I think he's like in his sixties now, but like in the show, he's like this middle aged gay man and he would just come and of course they're like we haven't told you anything he's like yeah but and he just like gets whether like it's staged or not i don't know but i just love chip coffee and he's just like he's so like serious but like dramatic in like everything he does and like the, the like kind of like i don't know how to describe besides but like just like an older gay man kind of way about stuff and he's just like He's like, do you want me to tell you what, what the ghosts are telling me? And he's, and he's, he's like, do you, I'll just tell you what he says. Why, why are they telling, why are they screaming the word virgin to me right now? And like things like that. And it's just like, 
is just so great. Chip Coffee is just like a national treasure. Uh, whether or not he's a he, chauvinist, but he hosted another show called Psychic Kids: and we've Children been, of the Paranormal. We've been watching that too. That's on Pluto TV. That one is actually oh, no. cool because I'll tell you why. So it's <laughs> <laughs> your face. So there's like these psychic kids with abilities. They see ghosts, dead people, whatever. And but like they've never like met anyone else like this, or and like their mm-hmm. parents like don't know what to do with them. And so like they'll so like what Chip does, he like gets them together and like helps them like conquer their fears. And like gives them like a support group of like other kids that like go through the same thing. And oh God. uh there's like some parents on there that are like just like real stick in the muds. They're like, oh, this is like against my religion that she should be doing this. He's like, Well, she needs to see a psychologist. So <laughs> but um that it it's it's very like cringe in like the edit because it's like that like early aughts like edgelord editing kind of style to it. But uh, there's a reboot. Oh no! Oh no! But yeah, ghost hunting shows are awful. But I like season two, specifically season two of Paranormal okay. State. It does jump okay. the shark quite a lot because w- the the woman Warren uh, Elaine what was was that her name? You know, like the Warrens that went around and just did all sorts of ghost busting but they are chauvinists oh yeah i don't know their names they're all they're all in those conjuring movies anyways she's mm-hmm. she pops in and out of the show sometimes but um oh fun yeah super fun but anyways ghost hunting shows they are tough to watch sometimes but i do enjoy paranormal state okay one note since you mentioned eli roth maybe being problematic joss whedon not a good guy. Yeah. Don't give him money. Like what I urge you to do is watch Buffy in a way that does not give him money. Or look at it the other way. He is one person who gets residuals out of a hundred because a lot of people worked on that show and the actors, the cast, the crew, like were all amazing. So mm-hmm. I don't mean to support Joss Whedon when I support the show. Like, this is a problematic fave may have created and directed it, but, like, it took a lot of people to make it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with that sentiment. It's kind of why I... Yeah, anyways, we don't need to go to this rabbit hole of problematic people. I just wanted to mention that, that, like... Absolutely. I am aware, however, I still rep the show hard because regardless of that, this is a show about, like, empowering women and girls and actually also boys at some point like it's very much about like strength and empowerment right yeah already well i feel like that we got through i mean i know that like we we both probably have like a lot of stuff that's like on the cutting room floor we didn't get to talk about scooby-doo which i wanted to but that's okay i do want to shout out to people on instagram that at least shared some of their horror tv shows that they like where we talked about alex who likes hannibal jensen over at uh, fright crew as i mentioned earlier he plugged channel zero which is a horror anthology oh, i don't know that it's a horror anthology show on shutter uh that i've been meaning to check out he says that it's really good okay and- I do like Creep Show, but Creep Show has declined each season. Season one was pretty strong, 
but it's kind of mm-hmm. declined each season. And then lastly, Shelly, she wrote in saying Harper's Island, which I now have to watch this. Have you ever seen Harper's Island or heard of this? Harper's Island. It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure why. It's a TV show. It's only one season with 13 episodes, which I love. It is a murder mystery drama. This family is invited to a wedding on an island, and there is a murderer amongst them. Oh, is this the one that like we weren't sure if it was real or fiction, or is that something else? Don't know. Because I remember some kind of show around this time where it was like reality show for us, but the people in it didn't know it was a reality show. Oh. And it was horror. It was like on an island. That sounds terrifying, honestly. <laughs> I can't remember what it is now. But yeah, if people, if we missed big stuff and people want us to talk about it or watch it, let us know. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so much stuff out there. But uh, and also, if there's like stuff from shows that we mentioned, like oh, I would love if you covered this episode, like in something like this. Yeah. Uh, definitely write Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely write in. You could uh, tweet at us at uh, Brucker Horror. Also on Instagram at Brucker Horror, you can reply to this post or just even DM me. I am nice. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think that this is a good stopping point. Mm-hmm. Next, ep- we've mentioned a lot of shows. We have. This has been quite the marathon. Uh, this was <laughs> TV or horror TV shows one on one. Everyone, everybody, be ready for your pop quiz at the end of this. Next episode is we're going back to movies, and next episode will be on one of my favorite horror movies we've already recorded it i'm very excited for people to hear it it is a nightmare on elm street the original with babyface johnny depp man it's great and this was orlean's first time seeing it too yes we we are trading off with like favorites and first time watches here and it's going really well yes yes going super well but uh Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please be sure to share with friends and family. Uh, Also, check out Orlean's uh, podcast, Spooky and Strange with an ampersand. And um, be sure to watch some good movies. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode of autopsy of a horror movie it means so much to us that you choose us to listen to out of all the other podcasts that are out there if you could please help us grow by following us on twitter instagram and tiktok at brucker horror retweeting sharing our episodes and come check out the patreon page this is a passion project and we dedicate so much time and effort into it and it means so much to see other people enjoying the show just as much as we enjoy putting our uh, time into it so over on the patreon at patreon.com slash horror you can get bonus episodes bonus kill grades commentary tracks special topics voting options and also a private discord channel that you could be a part of and if you just want to join the non-private discord channel just hit me up on twitter or instagram at Brucker horror i'll be happy to 
uh, grow that flock. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and please share with friends.